man. Uh, so Julian's been trying to segue to this nerd conversation for like half an hour now. <laughs> oh, I, are we doing it this week? No, I think no, we're doing just, it next week. Oh, um, next week Julian. oh, sorry. No one relayed that to me, nor did anyone relay the starting time. <laughs> it was in the message. Oh, That's why when I got that call, I was like, wait, are we doing this at 8 or 9 my time? But well, I'm just inept with the internet, apparently. Yeah, that's true. Internet. I, I just have to gather all my evidence against the case of using nerd or the futility. <laughs> Actually, it's not the futility of it. I would just like I would I would just like to hear the so-called nerd community admit that anybody who uses the word nerd that isn't just a fan is trying to sell you something. Mm. Or or anybody that's using it is is trying to say something about how kind of inept Silicon Valley is at anything. <laughs> what are you doing, Julian? That's that's deep. <laughs> I'm standing up. That's so what like, I'm doing. I don't I don't know if we want to get a little bit in the nerd. I don't know if we want to get too deep in the nerd conversation, but I don't know if like I'm sure there are people that use nerd to try to sell you things, but I also feel like part of it is like now that. Uh, previously nerdy things have these like huge budgets and are accepted in the mainstream. It's also like a status symbol to say like, oh yeah, I'm a nerd, and like try to embrace that. You know what I mean? Because uh, you get some type of status achievement from it, uh, whether or not people call you out on the fact that you're not a nerd because you like the Avengers. Movie. But I think what's interesting to me is the fact that like we see increased budgets, you know, that towards these nerd things, right? Yeah. And so that, in a way, broadens the appeal of nerdy things, but at the same time, it's narrowing the definition of the term, right? So, like, if you're a nerd because you like to just read books or you like space right. or you like... That's not nerd anymore. Like, nerd is you have to be... And I, I always rag on them, but you have to be into things that Chris Hardwick is trying to sell you. Mm -hmm. You know... Comic right, books, yeah. superhero movies, uh, convention, well, his, and his board games. A nerd board games. Is, you know, like, right. I feel so. like if you asked Hardwick, though, his response would be that nerd is just being excited, effusively yeah, excited about. Right, but you know, I but that's the same. Like fairly genuine. He like, he is, but again, but like to to pretend that the community can control the meaning of this term, like that anybody can reclaim a term is kind of futile, right? That we're going to turn this term into something that's awesome and create this community. And also, like, if Chris Hardwick isn't self-aware to notice, like, what's going on with the word nerd, he, he's also the person that doesn't notice that, like, and this is just me, and this is probably going to derail, like, the popularity of this podcast. <laughs> but he is the number one enemy at derailing conversations on his own podcast. Like, he really needs to settle down a little bit. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't listen to that podcast anymore. I can't. I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. <laughs> I, I never listen to this podcast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if, we have, if we have one person uh, in fucking Omaha, Nebraska that's listening to this on YouTube, we're like yeah. watching it on YouTube. Yeah. Hello, what are, are there any download counts on this thing? Um, There should be. I haven't looked at them. Well, it's just because we're downloading it, I would assume. <laughs> like three, right. maybe. Like, exactly. That's like... <laughs> I, look, I if they, if they want to turn it into a positive thing, that's great. But I also think that, like, yeah, I if, see what as members of the nerd community, that. we shouldn't ignore the fact that, like, when you read, like, so the whole VR debacle about, yeah. like, the uh, the Oculus Rift, that whole thing was, like, basically motivated by kind of older notions of what a nerd is. And then there's also, like, anything that has to do with kind of, like, Silicon Valley and so-called nerds, who are not really nerds, they're just tech capitalists trying to solve the world's problems by kind of naively creating apps, right? That's not a nerd, but the, that's the thing, is like part of the term nerd, like if you look at like definition number four of nerd, it's a person who's kind of out of touch with reality that is not, not socially, you know, adept at anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like me. Yeah, basically. Uh, are you trying to or any of the uh, impact of Flappy Bird? Is that what you're trying to do? What's that? Are you trying to diminish the impact of Flappy Bird? That, like, Flappy no, Bird if anything, the guy who created Flappy Bird is like the quintessential nerd. right? The guy that created something awesome and everybody jumped on it and he was like, screw this, I'm taking yeah. it down. Yeah, right? yeah. 
Yeah. There's room within the community. I mean, that's that's he fits within that mold. But like, to be the effusive selfie stick, like vlogging nerd, that's that's just one kind of definition of what a nerd is. And I think that like the term is being kind of turned towards that because that that definition of kind of the enthusiastic consumer is taking over everything. But the reason why we see massive budgets in superhero films isn't because like people are like genuinely super enthusiastic about it. I mean, if you've seen any of the like, this summer's superhero movies, they're terrible. The reason why the budgets are huge is because there's money to be made there. It has nothing to do with kind of enthusiasm or enjoyment. It's just these now make money. And as soon as they don't, then we're going to be back to like being lame and playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons in our garage, which I've never played, so evidently I'm a terrible nerd. So. Yeah, I don't I've never played that either. We should probably play like, Chateau Gaming. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to learn. I've never played it, yeah. yeah I, I just, I, we got to find somebody that's willing to DM it. Like, I'll do it. I'll take this on. We've got to find somebody like else who's willing to DM it. Julian, have you DM'd before? No. Oh, that's I was about to say. Exactly. I mean, I'm, Norris might DM. Norris can. I know Jake Gislin DMs. He's moving to DC, though. He's moving to DC. But we do it. Yeah. We do it on the internet. It doesn't matter where he is. I'm in LA. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying he's probably gonna be busy. In the world. Be I just assume people that live in DC have no free time. I was. What's, I was what's he doing in DC? Did not the go DC into the details things. on Facebook. He just said he's moving. Got a job. On, oh. Got a job at Wendy's. Probably yeah, got elected right. to Congress. Yeah. Running running stats for Wendy's. Great. See if he's coming. Look at him. No clarification. He's such a nerd. <laughs> such a nerd. Stats nerd. nerd. That's, that's stats Julian's nerd. contribution to this podcast so far. It's I've, like, been, I've been pondering... I've been pondering why I don't attach the word nerd to Silicon Valley people at all. Like, it's not... Because I, I think there's a point where nerd-dumb becomes geek-dumb. And I've been holding off because I wasn't sure how in-depth into this conversation you guys wanted to go. I think... Uh, I think we're already pretty deep. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, ultimately you have to define whether it's denotation or connotation what a nerd is. And I'm trying to piece together Alan's argument. And basically, if I understand your per- perspective correctly, that there needs to be more sanctity to the word. And I mean sanctity in the sense that it's not watered down and marketed to everyone. Right. It's like the conversation we had... It, it, is these words have definition, and we shouldn't do violence to these words, to the definition. And I don't think that there's really... To try to make kind of a clear delineation between this is what a geek is and what a nerd is, is a little bit ridiculous to me. Like, I think they're, they're synonyms that connote and mean the same thing. But I also think that right now, if you want to kind of send signals to people to, like, come consume my product or consume my content, you use the word nerd right now. Until the internet access for or all the all the cool startup names or podcast names for nerd runs out, <laughs> then you go to then then geek's gonna have its revival. But I you know I and I also think geek is useful because it has a verb form of it. But I, I don't I think it's pretty much the exact same thing. Well, you know, nerd out, geek out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, for me, based on what I've seen, and maybe I haven't seen enough, I don't feel like nerdism is being marketed. Uh, I just think that Chris Hardwick has found an avenue for making nerddom attractive to the general public. But then that's the, that's the point I think Alan's trying to make, is that it's <laughs> no longer nerddom then, right? Because right. part sure. of being, like, part of nerddom is just, like, is being socially isolated from the mainstream because of your interests, right? So, like, uh, you're not a nerd because, uh, especially with, like, this Star Wars resurgence, right? Like, it's been entering the mainstream. So, like, people who have loved Star Wars for a long time, I mean, I'm excited for the new movies and stuff like that as well. Uh, but, like, people being into Star Wars now does not automatically make them nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Or people being into Marvel movies and, like, suddenly into, like feeling like they know comic book characters because they've seen them in these movies doesn't necessarily make them a nerd because they haven't... Like, they're still going to movies. Like, that's what they're doing, right? I'm not, like, a James Bond nerd because I see James Bond movies every 
like every time they come out, right? It's just like I enjoy going to those movies, and I'm not trying to claim like, oh yeah, I'm like a like I'm a suave, like I'm not wearing suits every day. I guess I, I don't. Okay, like, well, especially with like Big, big Bang Theory and stuff, right? Too. Crazy. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, and this this yeah. might be this might be the the root of probably my my I guess my difficulty with the term is the fact that I am on the trailing edge of like Generation X. So like anything that is post kind of you know, let's just say arbitrary date like September 11th, this kind of new sincerity, maximum fun, everything's enthusiasm, like everything's good and you have everything that you must be embraced is kind of an alien thing to me where a huge part of kind of like nerd culture for me growing up and I and I hate using the word nerd culture because for me like being a so-called nerd was never something that we called ourselves it was something that other people called you and it was an extremely diffuse kind of loosely yeah. this well no you know even not in a derogatory sense but like the people that we would look back from now in 2015 and we look at like nerd culture in the 19 late 1980s 1990s is a very diffuse thing it's just you had like star trek nerds who hated star wars nerds or you had nerds that would like sit around like the movie Clerks, right? That's a very kind of mm-hmm. old nerd style movie where you could or, sit or around the movie and part of, of the nerds. <laughs> right, but you could sit around and you could like nerds could be highly critical of, of things that they didn't like. And and in in fact part of like the fun thing about nerd culture back then was that you could be friends with other nerds who were into like things like Star Wars and I could say like Star Wars is terrible. Like it's not just that George Lucas is terrible, but like Star Wars to me is a terrible space opera. Like, you can make that argument, and you could you could go on for days criticizing things. But now there's like no room for being critical. Now it's just like if you don't like The Walking Dead, there must be something wrong with you. There's no room to be critical of that, right? Every, everything is about maximum enthusiasm, consuming, and that's great because it feeds right into kind of like all the publishers and all the people who are selling. T-shirts on Think Geek for thirty-five dollars and stuff because as long as you're super enthusiastic about everything and not willing to be critical of anything, you're going to just continue buying stuff. And that's and that's why I think like it's been taken completely out of by giving the community so-called community definition. We've essentially lost control over the things we really like, you know. Things were allowed to end. Things were allowed to die. Like Star Wars was allowed to be three movies, and then you could be enthusiastic about that for the rest of your life. But now it's just like a never-ending movie, or it's a never-ending series of terrible DC and Marvel movies, and T-shirts, and more kind of demands to buy new things. Like it's not. I don't know. It's. It's probably because I'm old. Well, I think if I understand you correctly, that nerds, a genuine uh, uh, 100% nerd operates on a higher level than everyone else as far as like... No, scrutiny. absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. And, and as far as like uh, appreciation scrutiny for what they are a nerd of, like, like you were saying, being critical and that sort of thing, in your sense, nerds do that, uh, but now considering that the general population as a whole has become more nerdy. <laughs> such a stupid conversation. Has <laughs> become more nerdy. That, that level of nerddom is not attainable. Look, I, I'll, let me put it this way. I don't think society has become more nerdy. I think, I think that in a way something was created and has been stated as being this is nerdy. And I don't think that that's, that's kind of – it's not what I identify well, as, as nerdy because it's just – I mean, I, I don't know. See, for I me, like, like there are aspects of, of nerd culture that, that I don't care for. But, I mean, I typically just don't bother with them. I think, I think, I think the, the loss of the criticalness is that there is so much – that you can just be positive about the things you like and never run out of content. Mm-hmm. You don't need to waste time bitching about shitty content. Right. So it just, it just drowns it out. 
when you brought up uh, <clears throat> Big Bang Theory, I would say the general public has no idea what the hell they're talking about with probably 50% of the references they make in that show. But it's still like a very popular show, and people like it for some reason. I personally don't. Um, but you know, thinking back to if you ever well, saw that show... That. Uh, oh, go ahead. I think I might be lagged behind, but like so, like in talking about the Big Bang Theory, it's like the reason that it's funny to people is because they can relate. I feel like I've seen a couple episodes of it, and I don't really watch it, but I think it's like in one instance they feel like they're supposed to relate to the female character. Right? You're lagging a lot. Who's like, like this straight laced, like not into these types of things and is reacting to the people's like uh, uh, Big Bang Theory was fantastic right uh, I'm such a nerd lol 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 and, <laughs> and kind of accept that cult you're lagging so bad, like, it's hilarious. Sizing it, you know what I mean? That's uh, <laughs> what, did, what did you just hear me say? We, we got a lot of... A lot this of, is what uh, we heard, uh, Tyler. Uh, 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 and then, lol, 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 lol. Lol, lol, lol. Big bang, thick ling. That's that's a shame because I thought that was a pretty good rant. As well, like I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it was, that was a good rant of la la la. Glad that part came through. <laughs> <laughs> I think too. I think too. Part of the appeal uh, might be that it's you know the the characters on Big Bang Theory could be seen as maybe pariahs of nerddom or geekdom or whatever, and say, oh, they're it's just a parody, and it's funny because nobody really is like that. But no, I mean, we know we have friends that are like that, you know. And uh, well, that's kind I of have... that's kind of like <coughs> that's kind of where yeah, I was going with that. Oh, sorry, okay, sorry. Okay. I was going to try to guess at what you were saying. <laughs> but they're they're clowns, basically. They're they're Are... they're made for parody. That, that show was entirely about laughing. At smart people, not right. having with yeah. smart people. Oh, yeah. that's, 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 what saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay, yeah. so uh, so let's just get to definitions, and and this is why. Like, and Chris and I had this conversation. Like, I'm really a really big stickler for definitions, and that words have meanings, and that you can't just use words and ignore parts of their definition that you don't find useful, right? So, like Merriam-Webster. Uh, the definition for a nerd is a person who be behaves act awkwardly around other people and is usually has unstylish clothes, hair, etc. Or a person who is very interested in technical subjects, computers, etc. And it's also, uh, let's see here, the other term, you know, the definition, all, a foolish or contemptible person whose lack of social skills is boring or studious, a single-minded expert in a particular technical field, the, the problem is is that before nerd was taken and created into a package as kind of Madison's you know, Avenue will do or the advertising people or people who are trying to sell you things in general will take the term nerd and they will point to the thing that like these are the things you like about nerds. This is all the great stuff about being nerds. But let's completely jettison all the other kind of the shyness and the quirkiness and the attract the unattractiveness or the part that they're social un outcasts or they're outside of the mainstream. Because quite frankly, you can't make billions of dollars selling something that is outside of the mainstream. Right. And so for me to use the term, to continue to use it, to say that we've reclaimed it, but you completely kind of abandon the fact that like there is there's a negative connotation to the word is doing the word a disservice. And in fact, it, it makes us less capable of having, of combating kind of the ugly sides of it. Like, 
for example, we can't use the word gamer really anymore without thinking of Gamergate, right? We we fail to kind of take into account like the seediness of nerd culture, the dark side of nerd culture, right? Remember, if you think about like nerd culture back in the '90s, I the, the image that comes to mind is that that comic book shop owner from The Simpsons, mm-hmm. right? And and that is it's it's valuable and it's fruitful to acknowledge that that part of nerd culture exists, right? It's a, it's not just like super enthusiastic people who will go to a a My Little Pony convention and then dance to like uh, techno music at a dance. It's also like super dark and kind of seedy and exclusive and kind of hateful in a lot of ways because. They're social outcasts, and, and that's it smells part of the bad, definition. You said, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> they have psoriasis, and they are <laughs> overweight, <laughs> and they, they sweat too much, and they're. I mean, but there's right. there's reasons why. I mean, people all day. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason why, like, so many nerds get into the things that they're into have nothing to do with the fact that they were hip, or because they were popular. A lot of it has to do with that they sought refuge from kind of an abusive environment. I mean, in a lot of ways, the only reason I'm into nerdy things is because, you know, my home life was not, you know, a a nice one, and I didn't really have a lot of friends. So I explored things and tried to find an identity for myself in things that weren't sports or weren't pop music, Um, things that I could do alone, like play video games, you know, it's that that is a very important part of nerd culture that needs to be kind of recognized and and empowered i guess the lonelier side of it there's you know being part of a community is great but man sometimes you got to be alone and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be alone you know i don't need to buy i don't need to buy a 125 dollar ticket to go to a convention and then be there and spend $25 on an autograph and $50 on a sweatshirt. I mean, and yeah. unfortunately to me, I think that's become a very big part of what being a nerd is, is the money you drop on the things that you're interested in. Um, I think that's just a societal thing in general. That we spend money for status. And just, I don't know, there's... There's more people, so you have to spend more money if you want to stand out more that way. But nerds used to rage against that propensity in society, right? I mean, clearly there were some who were in it, like, for the money, and they were trying to rage, you know, they buying the best Klingon outfits and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. I mean, that's always been there. I think it's just a, there's a bigger community. I know you hate this word in this context, but there's more people. But and to me, like the the thing that doesn't make the dictionaries that was such a to me an appealing part of nerd culture was the fact that you could be dirt poor and still be a super nerd. You didn't have to spend money. There was a rejection of kind of the consumerism, but now there is none except for me getting grumpy and yelling at people. <laughs> it's because you're old. Now now it's expected. It's expected that you should be enthusiastic enough about something that you will spend money to participate in it. And that's and to me, I think that is kind of that is the strongest vein within the culture is the consumer side of the culture. I think that's the most visible vein. I don't know if it's the strongest. And I think too, you know, since we all pretty much grew up in the same time period, relatively, um, you know, we put in our hard time as nerds and suffered the social the social consequences for it. And now, when we finally come out of that, or you know, a few years since we've come out of that. Now this this thing that was basically hell on earth for us has become oh you're a nerd too that's awesome we're both nerds it's great you know let's go buy some Walking Dead T-shirts and get get them signed and you're going to be nerds it's going to be awesome you know yeah. it, it and so here's my thing it wasn't for me being it, the fact of, that I enjoyed the things I did the things that made me nerds a nerd to other people. That experience wasn't held on Earth. In fact, it was a refuge. The fact that I didn't need to buy something, the fact that I didn't need to go out and be amongst people, the the fact that I could enjoy something by myself and then find people later on in life who were interested in that was a major part of kind of like my development as a quote-unquote nerd. And Mm -hmm. I would have never called myself that, but that was other people. And I think 
I think that part of it, kind of the 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 personal, the individual side of it, is being lost in kind of this idea of a community when the community really is a body of people who are spending their money in the same direction. You know, I, I just don't think that there's a lot of room now for kind of the accepting that a big part of nerd culture or being a nerd is the outcast side of it, the 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 dark side of the definition. That's true. That's that's good. And, you know, and I I've I've thought about this, not necessarily specifically with the term nerd, as far as you know, my years where I started to develop what I would call my nerdy identity or whatever. Um, but like, I feel like the way I am now as a person <laughs> uh, is is I wouldn't trade. You know that that suffering period through junior high to be you know like I think things are pretty good now, and I like that you know I served my hard time my hard nerd time, but also too like is, we're just a bunch of old people saying it was back in my day you know, you walked yeah. to a bill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to take it back to the old days. I just want people to acknowledge the the fact that there's this there's a good side of being a nerd and there is a bad side of being a nerd, but the main lesson I learned from being a nerd isn't it's okay to be super enthusiastic about something or to buy all this stuff or to go to these conventions or to go to all these message boards. The biggest lesson I think that nerds, quote unquote nerds could offer people is be happy with who you are, like find yourself, right? And I don't think you're going to find that by buying Walking Dead mugs. <laughs> Unless you really it's like not gonna hurt. zombie mugs. Like, I mean, if zombie mugs is your thing, man, then go for it. You do you. And something I was going to add, too, is you know, when we are earlier talking about the sanctity of the term, welcome to being an artist. Because <laughs> that's another word. You talk about words that have been watered down and bastardized. Artist is one of those you know, and uh, it's, it's. I think it's been that way since since I was born. You know. Yeah, and I, you know, I have no problem with words changing meaning because, quite frankly, words only have the meanings that we ascribe to them. But I think we should be at least we should talk about the discourse that's going on. I mean, it's going on whether or not we're we talk about it. Um, I think I think your meaning of nerd is a memory at this point. I don't think it applies anymore. Oh no, memories de memories will def uh, memories are alive and well in the definitions of words we use today. I mean, you have to acknowledge that those memories exist, um, and you have to acknowledge that there's tensions between past meanings and current meanings and future meanings. Actually, there are no future meanings because there's only now. But um, like, so I'm I'm sure that there are there are teenagers now who are isolated based on the things they enjoy in the same way we were and we're called nerds for that are just either that word is still being used that way or they're not being called that or it's a different word or there isn't a word like the, the, the concept is still there but I think the word nerd as far as the population at large accepts it it does not mean that anymore oh yeah exactly so let's stop pretending it means that I'm not. I'm saying it means being enthusiastic about things. It's such a terrible word now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's use this podcast to create a new word. We'll call no, I'm, I mean, I, 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 will, I will wholeheartedly acknowledge that I am the last soldier on this hill. Um, and it, it is a losing battle, and there are billions of dollars to be made with the new definition of 100% enthusiasm and maximum fun. Uh, kind of the 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 pre-enthusiast nerd is is a it's it's a dead breed. But I mean, I think we you know I think we should talk about where the transformation occurred. I think it's a it's a conversation worth having. And um, and as a generation Xer in transition to kind of whatever the millennials are supposed to be. Um, I see it as my right to be angsty about it and hateful of it because that's 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 what it's like to be raised in the 90s 
Japan. So, well, if you want to know where it changed, I think I think it's I think the the I would say uh, Firefly getting brought back as a movie and and Family Guy being brought back on TV. Those two events are kind of the 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 change of of nerddom becoming a force. Yeah, I mean some some uh, I mean some academics have, have pointed to 9/11 as the beginning of the new sincerity era, um, and it's this kind of cultural sea change coupled with a technological sea change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean a lot of people point to. I mean, I I firmly believe that the reason why Firefly went off the air was a, a combination of poor ratings and the fact that 9/11 happened and people were into other things. Um, I mean. It suddenly television became reality TV in 24, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I I think that there's a there was a change at that time. Um, That's really interesting, and you know, my least favorite genre of television, if you even want to call it a genre, I feel like that's really giving it more credit than it is, is reality TV, and uh, you know, you look at. I love genre. how quickly you segue into completely different subjects. I wasn't segueing into a different subject, but I mean, like, going back as far as, like, making 9-11 the turning point for this new sort of feel-good era. I mean, that happened after the... Well, no, it happened before the Depression. Never mind. I was, you know, yeah. Well, after, after, you know, like, the baby boom. That happened after a horrible war. People came back and they wanted to, you know... Have sexy time and have fun, and that's what happened. You know, people want to feel good after a horrible thing, and and Hardball was the number one movie starring Keanu Reeves as a washed-up baseball coach in the inner city of New York. That was the number one selling movie that year, and people just, I think, wanted to turn their brains off and feel a little bit better than they already were. What year was that? 2001. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, there's a, that was a big part of it. I mean, um, so like the other term that people use for kind of what I've been referring to as the post 9/11 new sincerity era is post irony, where the 90s was the era of irony, where it was people enjoyed things ironically, right? So, like Seinfeld was the show about nothing that people enjoyed a show about nothing. It was also the age of like. Um, uh, guilty pleasures, right? That you had these secret pleasures that you weren't allowed to be super enthusiastic about something because that was uncool. That everybody was trying to be cool and detached. Um, that you may have guilty pleasures that you would spend money on. But after they, you know, something happened around 2001, 2002, in which you weren't allowed to have guilty pleasures anymore because you were supposed to embrace all those pleasures. That. Uh, if you were into Sex in the City movies, you could go to Sex in the City movies. You had no need to be feel guilty about any of that. If you were a guy who liked to dress up as a My Little Pony and go to conventions for that, there was nothing terrible about that. You could go ahead and do that. Um, and so, I mean, and I think that 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 phenomenon, that culture, or whatever that that cultural phenomenon has become the, nerd culture. The YOLO area. Yeah, the YOLO areas. I mean, that that's the tail end of that too. Yeah, I mean that that's definitely part of it. Um, and I think and it's not just a cultural thing, and it's and it's not just a commercial or an economic thing either. It's also technology has allowed people to to find each other and to have a voice. And when you have more voices speaking the same thing, um, it gains more kind of uh, cultural legitimacy. So something as weird to me as furries or other kins are very legitimate within a very large community because they found each other. Um, and that's fine. But I also think that it, I should be able to go to a 7-Eleven and talk to a clerk and talk about how weird other kins are and and not be seen as a hater because part of being a nerd is of being critical and angsty. At least my definition. But uh, you know, a, a, an 18-year-old kid might not see any place for being angsty. Being critical and angsty about about a piece of media is one thing, but being critical and angsty about a life choice someone has made is another thing, I think. They, you mean a dressing like a wolf? Yes. How dare you, Chris? Well, having sex, having sex <laughs> with a wolf. That's, like a wolf. That's their identity, Chris. Are you, com- are you coming at me because I used to be... 
you know, no, I'm, I'm pretty... used to be a furry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like finally really caught up to the conversation. Yeah. Former furry. Yeah. That, that's my life. <laughs> that's right. That's I forgot about life. that. We gotta bring that right back. <laughs> that's what my life. Shame, Shame on you. Shame on you. Probably be able to go talk to a clerk about how oh, shitty Star Wars is, but but shitting on furries should not be part of that. Like did I, you I think. Did you guys just say that Tyler used to be a furry? Yeah, it's about my profile picture. Tyler now. is a furry. My furry days. <laughs> oh, that's right. On, on Facebook, yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris found it. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. How dare you guys abuse that subculture? You were. I was, <laughs> you're really watering down the term of furry. <laughs> yeah, we're doing, yeah, doing harm to that word. Doing violence to that word. Oh, violence. Violence to that word. Speaking of this, this doesn't. I mean, this concept of like words that have meanings and stuff like that. So, like, I was talking about <laughs> most of them. This doesn't. I don't really, yeah. <laughs> uh, or, like, how meanings change and, like, are formed in different ways and things like that. I was actually teaching a class today, and this is, you might be interested in this and you might not, but there's this concept in, like, sociology where this, uh, uh, some, in a high school somewhere, and she was surprised at the, uh, how often kids use the word, like, fag, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so she, interviewed kids and was like, well, why are you using this word? Like, how does it, how does this work? And basically, she, like, her conclusion was that, like, oh, it, it doesn't have as much to do with sexuality, but it's a way for them to police the boundaries of masculinity. So if they see right. somebody that's doing something that's not masculine, they'll use that word. And then um, it doesn't really have anything to do with, like, sexuality or any of that stuff. And somebody right. was like, well, so does that mean that we should, like, because in my school, we, like, put a freeze on that word. Uh, so it doesn't mean like we shouldn't do it anymore because we're not ta- we're not trying to offend like uh, people that are like gay. And I was like, no, but you're just trying to offend other people. Like that's the right. thing. Like so it's like uh, somebody's trying to make the argument that because like the foundation of the word has changed, that for some reason like oh well now it's okay to say it because like uh, the connotations to sex changing and also the kind of stuff. And I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like it's right. still like very rooted in derogatory nature and it's still like if you're not using it for sexual orientation it's still done that but it's like so I mean these things do change but they still have meanings and other like there's still historical meanings that they have to it's still policing sexuality when it really comes down to it I mean it might not be you know uh, policing hetero normality but it's definitely policing Mm -hmm. like uh, sexual deviance, or not even sexual deviance, but even like the gender, signs of gender, sexual gender, deviance. Gender, yeah, gender. I, have problem with, I have a problem with every curse word because almost yeah. all the fun ones are violent against women in some way. Mm. Right. Well, you know, the other thing too is like, you know, there was this moment where I was driving around and I was, you know, I was up in Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi, and um, they're building a a huge civil rights museum in Jackson. And one of the trucks that belonged to a construction worker had a big old Confederate flag on the back window. And I was like, well, this is definitely ironic because a guy with the Confederate flag on the back window is building the Civil Rights Museum. And I, th- I thought for a second, I was like, well, does that mean that that symbol has been completely neutered and it doesn't mean anything anymore? And then the more you think about it, like no matter how it's used, even if it's used to like, uh, like I'm a redneck or I got working class pride, it's still policing the boundaries of race and that it will never be neutered because it can't be completely separated from the negative aspect or the racist aspect of its of its origins. And it's the same way with nerd. Like, I don't think you could divorce the word nerd completely from the fact that it was pol- policing the difference yeah. between uh, an, an outcast subculture from what was mainstream and acceptable. I, I don't think... You can do that, and there's no amount of like money or enthusiasm that you can throw behind that. That I think you just nailed it with subculture, though, because the internet allows for basically infinite number of subcultures to thrive and appear in mass to be a single pop culture. Right. And so people are still being nerds in their own little subcultures, but they all kind of congeal together to appear to be overall pop culture. Right. But you know, and I, I don't also know that that's necessarily true though. Like 
because there are i mean it's not just the internet that's like making these things more well known there are, there's they are entering these you know mainstream cultural realms that they didn't occupy before so the fact that we have you know billion dollar grossing comic book movies is a sign that these this isn't just like a bunch of people on the internet that are making their voices heard and becoming more public. It's the fact that, like, established institutions are taking these things on and using them for whatever benefits or consequences that they end up being used. Now, another thing we should keep in mind, too, is that this is kind of like the biggest example of a first world problem, right? (laughs) If this does not occur (laughs) anywhere other than a society that has a near-infinite amount of resources to throw... At conspicuous consumption, like it, right. it just doesn't. I mean, the it's reason why, yeah, one of the reasons why like subcultures now appear to be kind of mainstream cultures, or at least there seems to be an infinite number of subcultures, is because we have a like dizzying amount of resources to throw at and sustain these subcultures. You know, it's just it's insane. But if you go anywhere else, they're not having this conversation about what yeah, it is. A uh, migrant trying to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a migrant, a migrant and what is a refugee? Is a yeah, that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Though, for for any term that you apply to any person, you still need to have that comparison, because um, like nerds would not exist without that comparison to the norm, and like you can have right. that. So you can take us as an example, as a sample size of all society from when we were in high school or whatever, of the normal kids, if you will. Um, but, like, without them, there would be no comparison to uh, for which to call us nerds, you know? And I think uh, probably the three of you would agree that in our group of friends, I am the nerd because I'm always the one that gets made fun of or whatever, which I, I'll wear that as a badge, so that's cool. Um, but, like, you know, in every group, like, thinking to my feeble attempts at trying sports uh, in school, I, I was on the wrestling team in junior high only because they sent every boy in my grade a letter saying, we thought you'd be a good fit for the wrestling team. And, of course, I made a beeline, <laughs> not, not having thought at all about wrestling ever, uh, came running home and said, oh, my God, they actually want me for a sport. Right. And I sent that letter to everyone, and uh, I was terrible at it. And uh, so you had all these guys that were, you know, obsessed with the craft and losing weight and, you know, making weight and all that stuff. And here I was talking about magic cards and baseball cards and, and all that sort of thing. And uh, then, Well, I'll tell you that when you, if you live in a community that has, a, like, a, a large number of, like, kind of children participating in sports, like, I, I used to live in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, kind of the birthplace of Little League Baseball. And so everybody played Little League Baseball, but what that meant was that you had, like, nerd teams and you had, like, the jock teams. So, like, they could sort the kids who were, like, definitely nerds, like the ones like you and me, Julian, talking about magic cards. And you could tell who these teams were because, like, the jock teams would be, like, they'd be wearing the baseball uniforms and they have gloves and, like, batting gloves. And my teams were always the teams who would play baseball in blue jeans. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, just, like... Like even within those nuclei of 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 demographics, you still have the nerd. So right. like you're take, arguing that nerd is synonymous with outcasts, and I don't know if that's yeah yeah. Well, I mean, oh, no, that's a, that's part of the definition, Chris. Well, yeah, it's part it, of the it, definition. But no, no, no. He's arguing that all outcasts equals nerds. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Not that way. I'm saying for every group of people, you have someone who is observed as a nerd compared to everyone else. So that's why... No. People are observed as outcasts in all groups. They're not always observed as a nerd. Well, you have someone that is considered a nerd. So take take a baseball team, for example. There's going to be one person on there that has whatever interests that are counter to the norm of that demographic. So for every demographic, you have the norm. So, So it's basically the same thing, only for that demographic, you have a nerd. And that nerd will be a different set of criteria than the general nerd of which we all associate ourselves. I don't think that qualifies as a definition of nerd. I think that's part of the definition of nerd. But I think the in, the interest part of it is required as well. 
Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that that can exist in smaller nuclei of demographics. See what I'm saying? So while we exist as nerds in all of society, there exist examples of nerds in small demographics. And, that, I mean, it's, it's very you're trying degrees. to say that every, every like, uh, within the community of Star Trek fans, Trekkies, there are nerds within that community. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you have the person that has memorized every single episode you know, so like for me, for example, one of the things that uh, well, you're talking up, about the difference between kind of like the hardcore fan and the casual fan. Yeah, I think you're. So, this is doing more disservice to the word nerd than turning it into a pop culture term. I, I oh, think that the more important piece. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. No, I was, I was, yeah, I'm yeah, arguing. I'm not. <laughs> no, not you. Chris. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I didn't know what Chris wanted. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he doesn't need to apologize. Either. I'm just, I, okay. I oh, think okay. that the word, like, like there are people that are that are marginalized for any number of reasons. It doesn't mean they're nerds. Exactly. Oh, so you can't you can't uh, you can't just talk the talk, or you can't just walk the walk. You have to talk the talk. Well, see, be... here's the thing: is so, so like the the traditional definition of nerd definitely needed some reforming, and a big part of that reforming had to do with the fact that there had they had to get rid of kind of the gatekeepers to the fandom, right? Because those gatekeepers tended to be terrible people, and they kind of waved arbitrary and imaginary power over who belonged to the community and who did not. Right, and so these people needed to be done away with. Now we've kind of fooled ourselves into thinking that we no longer have these gatekeepers, that these gatekeepers don't exist. And I, Chris and I talked about this before that if the if if nerd people want to have a community, if they want to have a community that is empowering and allows people easy entrance into the fandom and to participate, and they could be hardcore or they could be casual, it doesn't matter. They could be male, female, gay, straight, black, white, whatever. We need to have. There needs to be leaders within that community, and to and to believe that it's all completely egalitarian is not true at all. And so, like my joke was, is that I wish that Notch understood that he was the leader within my community of nerddom because he has a obligation to care for me and needs to invite me into his home and take care of me because he's a leader within the community. That's his role. And what I want to hear for once is I want to hear someone like Chris Hardwick say. I'm a leader within this community. Well, you, you've, you've Instead heard of every time, every time somebody says to him, you've got this little empire, you've got this little nerd empire on his show, he demurs. Like, oh, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't have it. No, he needs to acknowledge that he has a significant amount of cultural salience or uh, salience within the community. And then have that you, he have you heard, give me money, basically. Have you heard Wheaton calling King of the Nerds? No, I thought I thought Wheaton was calling himself the king of the nerds. No, no. Well, no, they have they've had an argument on geek versus nerd several times, and and Wheaton identifies on the geek side and hard work on the nerd side, and and yeah. Wheaton oh also <laughs> makes this recognition that that he has cultural power and and his and his position, and accuses him of being king of the nerds, and and <laughs> perpetuates it and tries to get people to call him that because it's funny for him because hard work. But it's also true. Him. I mean, it's absolutely true. Like, you can't you can't go and enjoy like like you can't escape uh, Hardwick anymore. Like he's he's just everywhere, looking tired and becoming increasingly <laughs> neurotic because he's wearing himself out like completely. Yeah. But it's something that he loves, and I get that. And but he just needs to embrace it. And I know that you know, it's a personality thing, but like it's a crown that's being forced upon him. But he needs to wear it. And we need to acknowledge we need to acknowledge the fact that like we have people that established people within this community aren't just there to make money so I think and to make us feel good, but they also like like they need to understand that like it's gonna take more than a washed up punter from the Minnesota Vikings to to criticize the things we don't like about the community. It's gonna take like the people who are just kind of insisting that they're not leaders in the community, you know. All right, so I think our, our course of action here is very clear. We convince Hardwick to admit that he is the king of the nerds and then to demand that he, that he, as king of the nerds, with his grand 
oversight lay down a very specific definition for us all to follow. And I think, too, to, to live more true to the term, he needs to get fat again. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It's true. <laughs> no, well, no, he's king of the nerds. He gets to decide the, the, proper, the appropriate archetypes. <laughs> that, that, is, that is his purview as ultimate gatekeeper to nerddom. <laughs> oh, man. That is the only way this argument will ever end. So I think it is, us, because... Yeah. I mean, we could talk about all all day long on Chanto Gaming Podcast, and nobody's going to hear it. It has no weight, no authority. We whatsoever. have had up yeah, to no, three viewers. It's just no good off right. radio show. <laughs> if he if he farts and whistles a new definition of nerd, <laughs> it's going to catch on. This is true. We could but, talk about this in a six point like six episodes of. Of just us talking about it, it's not going to go anywhere, and that's why that's why it's important that we acknowledge the people that have weight within kind of the the community. God, I hate. That community. <laughs> I mean, if it is a community, they should just let, he should we should have been able to go up to Notch's house while you're down here. But the thing is, is he's the like, quintessential like nerd who just wants to be left alone. Sorry, Tyler. I feel like okay. No, 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 no problem. So, like, I don't know if I'm still lagging out or not, and I probably am pretty hard. But, okay, good. So, but I feel like he would also take criticism from that if he accepted this mantle of King of the Nerds. So it might be something that you need, but to say, like, this is what a nerd is, is creating another kind of cohort of social outcasts in a way, because if you don't fit that role, I mean, the idea for, I think, like I said, Chris Hardwick, I feel like, is genuine and wants people to just enjoy mm-hmm. the things that they want to enjoy, and if they want to yeah. call themselves nerds and they enjoy the things on his website, whatever. But I feel like whether or not, I mean, even if he could go into it with the best intentions and say, like, look, I'm king of the nerds, this is what a nerd is, and, I mean, we need to, like, organize this stuff, and um, blah, 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 and, like, I will give you sanctuary, uh, fellow nerds. <laughs> like, not only will people in that community or like the nerd community, right, like criticize him for trying to take on this mantle and then control things, right, uh, but also like the people that don't fit into whatever mold that he arbitrarily decides. And see, I, mean, I think Tyler, he, and that and in that moment, the fact that he would try to kind of not only declare his supremacy but also kind of exert some sort of power, and the fact that he would take flack from both sides. Is what, is, is what nerds are. Like, that That would bring us the closest to what we actually are, which are people can... that are just want to be enthusiastic or want to be into the things that we like and that yearn for, like, a sense of belonging. I think we're better off being a, a, a big nebulous glob that, that self-regulates can... who is and who is not a nerd rather than putting up walls. And you can argue I'm just that... saying... You could argue that Gamergate, to a certain extent, like fulfilled this need to like, in like, to be pissy at each other and like argue <laughs> against, right? Because they gave people things to rally around on either side, right? We, I mean, don't, I mean, I can, I mean, I don't really apply this label to myself, but I'm into things that are nerdy. But, but I also like, but there are some people who are into these things who are. A, very protective of it, and B, very, very aggressive right. to those who they think are threatening it. And so if anybody comes out and is like, this is not a piece of nerd culture, like they're going to take a lot of flack from it uh, regardless. And, but, I, I mean, there's going to be these arguments within right. the community, you know, and so I think like... And all I'm asking for is that we stop for a moment and instead of like focusing all our energies on raising money and spending money towards the things we're enthusiastic about, we, we under- figure out everything we, we disagree we, on, on and on, fight that, to the death. That we, no, that we understand <laughs> these processes, man. That like we yeah. understand that we that we have this discussion so we can out the freaking douchebags that don't like women participating in the culture, or the people who view themselves as the cultural gatekeepers. I mean, we need to have this conversation rather than just kind of diving headfirst into enthusiasm and, and and commercialization. I mean, because that's, I mean, honestly, that my biggest complaint isn't so much kind of the violence to the term, but the fact that the commercial side 
of the community has become to me, and I and I this is where I completely disagree with Chris. I really do think that the commercial side has become the strongest vein within kind of the identity and the community that is nerd culture. I mean, I really do. I mean, I think without it, we wouldn't have nerd culture as it stands in 2015. I really but don't. I think that's. I think that's true to a certain extent, but I think the reason is, is because you have all these people who were into things, uh, I mean, you have, people who are into nerd culture have, uh, especially now, these highly specialized careers because society has caught up with the things that they were interested in before, right? So, like, people who are into computers and, like, coding and all mm-hmm. that kind of shit were considered nerds, and now all of a sudden they have money to go spend on $35 t-shirts at ThinkGeek, and like all of a sudden this like uh, consumer aspect of of this culture, which uh, you know used to uh, consist of 15 cent comic books and watching Star Trek on cable, right, is now all of a sudden this like multi-billion dollar industry because yeah. people have this insane disposable income, so because the demand for these things are there, so people got a shit ton of money, and they're like, yes, I will pay $7,000 for that Batman comic book that my mom sold at my garage sale in 1965, right? So, like, they're able... There's a a pool of people who are willing to spend $45 on a Doctor Who uh, fucking uh, cookie jar. Scarf. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Or some shit like that, you know, some bullshit that people... I just bought a fucking uh, travel mug today because it had an AT-AT on it. Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) whatever. Like, people have the income, and, like, if people make it available, like, nerds are going to find a way to pay for it. And do do you feel the nerd fury when people call on (laughs) at-at? I mean, I call it at-at sometimes. I mean, I think... uh, I call it at Sometimes an ATP. So, like, yeah. I, this conversation just reminded me, and it's because I'm studying for comps, and I was studying uh, kind of the American Revolution not too long ago. But I realized I'm basically making kind of we're 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 arguing the democracy versus republic thing. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking with my so so what we currently have in 2015. Hold on, let me finish this thought. But in 2015, we currently exist in a very democratic mm-hmm. nerd environment in which it's all very freewheeling, very capitalistic, and all very individualistic. Like, if you're into it, you're into it. Be super enthusiastic, go at it, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and be the biggest nerd you can be, right? And mine is much more kind of a classical Republican nerd where every nerd owns 40 acres of land and tilts it the butt of their brow, and they earn the term nerd. And they understand that being a nerd doesn't mean, isn't just like, enjoying your freedom as a nerd and the the fruits of the identity, but you also have an obligation to the community. You have an obligation to give back. And uh, and, and so... And, and, world. and I'm stuck in the past. So. You are. 100%. The, the voting rate for the Hugo Awards is always in the upper 90s in, uh, <laughs> in Alan's world. <laughs> no, so, so no, no it's actually it's actually when you really break it down, it's in the low 40s because I don't believe that all those voters should be voting. <laughs> 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 that it should be it should be to only the true believers and the and the classical nerds, not the not the masses, not these yeah. these these or what the the gamergates would call gamergate guys would call uh, the fangirls. No fangirls allowed. I, so, so my thought on nerddom is at this point, you don't like community for this term, and I think this because community kind of applies to a smaller, more visceral group of people. At this point, nerddom is more like a nation that holds together just based on some vague uh, illusions of shared belief. Like, No, it, it's bullshit. It's, basi- it's basically like, uh, that's like saying, um, you know, that, uh, that Packers Nation, or calling people who prefer Target over Walmart Target Nation. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a, to me now, it seems like it is a brand, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a brand preference more than anything else. Like, I prefer Star Wars to Star Trek. But that's know? always been, and I feel like they're, like, on a on a certainly, I mean, like, a, on this, well, first like, really of all, I'm gonna be level. level. Because I, I told my fiancé this would be an hour. Oh. Yeah, oh, sorry. You're, you're in too deep. <laughs> you're too deep. <laughs> you're too deep, yeah. So what's she going to do, break up with you? Probably not. So, like, <laughs> uh... So like that's all the the Star Trek versus Star Wars thing has always been the case, but I feel like on the on this like large scale macro level, right? There are 
I mean, it might seem as if, like, it'd be enthusiastic about everything, we're totally accepting and everything, but when you, like, really get down in the... I mean, if you read some, like... Like, if you get down into the, like, then you start talking to people about these things, I don't think people usually have a problem being assholes about stuff. Like, as far as, like, oh, well, you know, Star Trek is lame because of these reasons and stuff like that. And part of that is, like, the appeal of, like, having friends that you can bitch about other things with, right? And so, like, Mm. yeah, I think, you know, probably the things that you see in advertisements and on Think Geek and stuff like that is, like, embrace this and let your freak flag fly and all this other kind of shit. But, like, and I think Gamergate is an instance of this. I feel like, uh, to a certain extent, um, well, like, different subreddits, you know. I mean, you go, even just Reddit in general, you know what I mean, that kind of prides itself on being intellectual and into geek and science and all this other kind of stuff is also, you know, uh, very particular about the things that they're, uh, into, you know what I mean, and they're very vocal against the things that they're not into. Um, so I think, like, once you start getting into the different pieces of it... Sorry, my internet uh, shut the bed. It's all right. Yeah. So, no, what I was saying about nation is I'm not saying that it should be used as, like, Packer Nation. I'm saying that, the, the, that like, That's the United nation, States by the way. It should be Packer nation. That's holds it. together... Be, like, like we, we all feel like we're Americans. But there are Americans who we would prefer were not Americans. They hold very, very different belief systems. And so you're saying, it, saying can you elaborate on that at the risk of uh, just so you don't sound uh, bigoted to our two viewers? They have hyphens on their names. Like when we call them Americans, there's always a hyphen in front of it. Those hyphenated. Yeah. No, I meant like Southerners. Nerd Americans. Southern Americans. Nerdy Americans. <laughs> <laughs> like... like there are people who okay. So the, your your point about it being very democratic and people can just come in and say that they are a nerd and be whatever nerd they want to be mm-hmm. is is like it's it's similar to identifying as part of any group like that, like identifying as a an American. I mean, I've lost the the disconnect. Lost all my thought on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We got we got way ahead of you so anyway. Basically, if I understand Alan's point, is that the term nerd should not be an all-inclusive term, but it should be uh, an exclusive term. Correct. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying that it, I'm saying that the definition, at least the book definition of nerd, and maybe it'll change, but I don't ever believe it'll change, is naturally exclusionary. In fact, in that it excludes everything that is mainstream. So can you what, say what? can you say the definition that you think it should be uh, one more time? <laughs> a, uh, a nerd is a foolish or contemptible person who lacks social skills or is boringly studious. A single-minded expert in a particular technical field uh, is usually a pejorative indicating a person is overly intellectual, obsessive, or lacking social skills. They may spend inordinate amounts of time on unpopular, obscure, or non-mainstream activities. And, and so they're, they're, yeah. Uh, what I was going to say was something that we haven't talked about is that I think when people identify as nerding out or as nerds, that they use that definition, but for a very precise moment in time. And I think that's the problem is that you, you think it should be 100% of the time applicable, Correct. No, well, I also think okay. So, like, there, there are, there's the English language that it exists within the dictionary, and that's the problem. This is languages, language, the language we use today is a product of a discourse. So, like, just because this is in a book, just because I'm reading it off of the internet, doesn't make it correct. But right. yes, you're right that sometimes nerd is used as a verb, and sometimes geek is used as a verb, and that's fine. I understand that, but I also like, for me the fact that we use it that way, the fact that we use an adjective or a noun as a verb is doing violence to the actual term. Now, I understand that there's this there's yeah. this verb form of it that floats around and it's used in the newspapers and stuff, but I'll tell you that the, the biggest abusers of the English language are journalists. They really are. And for them, a lot of times, words don't have meanings. They, they just kind of rely completely on what's hot right now and what evokes emotion. But for me, the definition of nerd, at least the way I understand it, 
is not only about enthusiasm, but it's also about being something other than mainstream. So yes, for me, it is exclusionary. And that kind of makes me an asshole because I have the classical nerd definition that this is a nerd, this is not a nerd. Where we seem to be moving towards if you're enthusiastic about everything or if, if the world is enthusiastic about things, then we are all nerds, right? Nerds now rule the world, and I will argue that nerds don't actually rule the world. See, I would say... I just said they had disposable income. I would say that your definition of nerd applied for about 25 years. Like, well, I would like to see the 1812 version of nerd. To 2000.